Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Hey, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast. So glad you're here for another week of creative business chat, creative business talks, creative business tips. And fun. Creative business (laughs) stories and fun. I hope this is just a really refreshing space for you as I know... A lot of people tell us all the time, like, man, there's just not a lot of conversations that talk about what you guys are talking about. So thank you. So uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, so thanks glad for listening. Here. Today, we have got something quick for you on the difference between a beginner and the difference between, you know, being a professional, being an expert, being mm-hmm. someone who is very, very good at what they do and more on the side of how it feels for the other person. So yeah. we want to talk today about do you feel like a beginner to people or do you feel like an expert to people? And how mm-hmm. the heck do you decide what the difference is? And I think it might be counterintuitive to what people are thinking. Yeah, I think it, we're actually going to flip the script yeah. a little bit today in this conversation, which is going to be really, really fun. But before we jump into that, we're really excited to, again, if you were listening to the last podcast or if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we've got our next Mastermind Dates set yeah, out so for this next year. We're so really good. pumped. It's our six-week Creative Rise Mastermind. Over 250 people have gone through. No, the... that's not true. What over, is it? Over, over 150 people. It's going to... This round 100? will push us over 200 people. Oh, oh yes, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes, Sorry, yes, just uh, already brainstorming into the future <laughs> of how many people are going to be in it. Because already living in like <laughs> late 2023. Anyways. That's funny because I feel like normally I'm the one that undershoots things. So that was actually Thank funny. you. Is that a compliment or is that a, is that a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, guys, our six-week mastermind. If you're someone who's going, wow, podcast content, this is really good. What these guys have to talk about is really good. They talk about community a lot, and I kind of want to be a part of that community. But most importantly, if you're someone who's like, hey, I want the end of 2022, and I want 2023 to be the best year I've ever had in my business... In order to get extraordinary results, guys, you got to do extraordinary things inside of your business. And one of the best ways you can do that is by joining a group of people that are going to go, yo, for the next six weeks, I am so here for you. Let's learn together. Let's help each other out. Let's open, like literally pull the veil back on everything, our pricing, our funnels, our sales styles, our marketing efforts, our finance stuff. Like how do we manage our money? Like we're talking everything. The six-week mastermind covers everything so that you can go from six weeks uh, into the next six months, you know, and be like, whoa, I'm just looking back. And that literally changed my business. And when it changes your business, we all know when your business changes, your life changes. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we are so excited. Again, Christy said there's been 150 people. It's actually 170 something. It's like yeah. 170. Close to 250 like for sure. Yeah. Uh, you're not that far <laughs> off, but there's been a lot of people that have gone through this. This is going to be round eight of the mastermind. So Christy, yeah, when does amazing. it start? It starts September 18th. So September 18th is when it starts. Applications go live to the public. September 5th? September 5th, September 5th. So you want to get on the wait list because we will open it early to those people. Um, The last time we ran this, most of the spots were filled with the application. It's always how it goes, yeah. So you want to get on that. Uh, It's going to be a ton of fun. All you have to do to get on the wait list is go to creativerise.com or just go to our Instagram, uh, just at creativerise on Instagram. You'll see the link button there. You can click that, get on the wait list. Super easy to do that. Yeah, we'll see you over there. Super excited. But okay, guys. So how do you become the difference you know, of being a beginner or being an expert. What is the difference? Mm. Christy already noted that it might be a little bit counterintuitive to what you might think. So why don't we get into that? I'm going to get into that with a story. Okay. Story time. So here's story time. Out on the out on the lake the other day, family's got a boat, an old, old family boat. It's Christy's family's boat. Now my family's boat because 
I'm married. But it's an old, old, old boat with a lot of old, old, old boat problems. And Lots of old every boat time problems. we take the thing out, we're just like, I wonder if it's going to turn on today. I wonder if it's going to work. It thinks just really holding on by a thread. Yeah. So it always kind of has these comebacks though, where you think it's going to just be done. And then it's like roars up and you're like, yes. And then it works. Well, we went out the other day and it didn't do that. So I'm out there driving and this is totally irrelevant. So this will be really quick. I really shouldn't have gotten into this far, but you're already here. Story time is deep. So we're going to keep going. So throw the throttle down and it's like, and it wouldn't go past like maybe five or six miles an hour. So it's obviously in some kind of mode where the boat is going, something is wrong. And I'm gonna keep us like in a, the in a, I'm gonna keep us in a low RPM so that you don't blow up your entire engine. Boy, could that preach! There's got to be a, a podcast <laughs> episode of the, about that Probably. at some point. But basically, what happened was we turned around, went and pulled it out, pulled it out of the lake, and I started making calls. Now, the issue with right now is that there's so many people wanting to fix their boats. It's summertime; boats break because everyone's using them, so it's really hard to get somebody to actually work on your boat. So I called a bunch of people. I probably called 10 to 12, maybe 15 different boat mechanic places, boat servicing places. And I had different experiences. Now I want to tell you about these experiences because this is going to show you maybe some of the holes in your own business or it's going to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. First five places I call, either no response or they pick up and say, hey, hello. And I'd be like, hey, how are you? They're always like, I'm good. What do you need? And I'm like, well, I've, I've got a boat that I think uh, needs to get worked on. I would love to know what your timeline's looking like. Oh, we're, yeah, we're super pushed back. I don't know if it's going to work. So right off the bat, those people are always like, oh man, that's not how you want to respond. Even if you're busy. So lesson number one, even if you're busy in your business, beginners will just be like, oh, I'm too busy. And uh, uh, they'll look overwhelmed, but they'll still want your money. He was like, oh yeah, I can take you like end of July. Why don't you come drop it off? And I'm like, you just told me you're super busy. You don't sound excited to work on my boat. I'm not going to drop it off there. So rule number one, even if you're busy, an expert would have responded, hey, you know, we've actually got a lot of boats right now, but let's talk about it and let's see what we can do. You know, Mm -hmm. so anyways, forget that. So I call a couple more places and a couple of the people responded this way. Hey, yeah. So yeah, we could work on your boat. Uh, It's probably a sensor issue. So yeah, it's probably going to be this amount of money. Just bring it in. And I was like, sitting on the phone there, I have two options. I can either go, okay, and bring it in. Or I can go, hmm, I wonder if there's somebody that would be a little bit more relationally invested in maybe coming in and helping me get a solution. I always said to those people, hey, thanks so much. I'll give you a call if I'm going to drop it off. And the reason why I said that was because I, was, I wasn't that impressed. There's was like, oh yeah, this is the problem. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know if that's actually the problem. I'm not a boat mechanic, but they just kind of cut to the chase and they said, just bring it in. They didn't really want to get to know what the problem was. So anyways... I called a couple more people and I ended up getting this one person on the last phone call that I did. And they said, Hey, how are you? And I said, good, I'm good. I got a boat problem. And they said, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You know, everyone's got boat problems. We're really busy right now. And I said, Oh, I know you're really busy. And I said, I just, you know, I think this is kind of happening. He said, well, let me ask you a few questions. He said, when was the last time you had it running? Well, I said, Oh, the other day. When was the last time you had it running before then? Oh, a couple weeks before that. Okay. So it's been running throughout the summer. Yeah. Okay. Now what kind of motors in it? And I said, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go, go drive over there and take a photo of it. So I said, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. So I did. I called him back. He's like, Hey, awesome. Great. We work on those motors. Thanks so much. Now, now that you're looking at the motor, can you tell me this? Does it look like this? Uh, yeah, it does. And then he said something like, what does it feel like when you were driving? When you, when you felt the problem, what did you feel? Point is, 
I was getting asked a ton of questions. And what that makes me feel is, wow, this guy's actually invested in helping me find a solution to the problem of us not having a working boat right now. Mm -hmm. So immediately I trusted him. Immediately I wanted to give him the business. And then he said, you know, we're really busy, busy, but if you can bring it by tomorrow morning, first thing before we kind of start working on everything else, I'll just give it a look. So why don't you do that? Can you meet me there at 8 a.m.? And I went, oh my gosh, that's a way better option than the first guy who just told me what the problem was and said, bring it by in a week and a half. Don't ask me any questions, right? So guys, the difference between being an expert and being a beginner is actually this. Beginners cut straight to the chase. They try and look like they've got everything together, like they know everything. Yeah. And they just go, here's the problem. And then they just go, boom, here's what you can do about it. And they make it really kind of standoffish where experts diagnose you. Beginners give you advice, experts diagnose you. Yeah. So the question is, where in your business are you falling short because you're doing too much just giving advice when you should be actually diagnosing a problem? And here's the really big point. Even if the diagnosing process and you just giving the advice right off the bat takes your you and your client to the same place in a sales conversation, mm-hmm. the diagnosing is still a way better route because yeah. it builds way more trust. And guys, sales is all that's all it is is building trust and then you know giving someone an offer to take action on, right? Oh yeah. So 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 important. Totally. And I think the reason why, when you think about this beginner mindset. And then the the expert mindset is that beginners will often word vomit because they feel insecure, right? It's oftentimes when you're in a conversation with somebody and they actually don't feel in control of what's happening and they are afraid they might not have the all the right answers. So they just start word vomiting. They just start word vomiting advice, what they should do, trying to come off really authoritative because inside they're actually insecure. And that you can spot that a mile away. 100%. And it doesn't look good. But totally. when well, that's you. That's what the guy with the boat did. I was like, totally. I don't think he actually knows what the problem <laughs> is, but he's just trying to like take my money. That's yes. going to feel good. No. And when you feel the, the cool thing about an expert is an expert is somebody who's like, I feel so confident in the realm of what I do that I can actually let the client oftentimes lead down the path of what they're experiencing and you feel free to ask questions and you feel free to take the conversation and lose control of the conversation with into them, right? Letting them guide the conversation in some ways of asking great questions so that then you can diagnose what the problem really actually is. So, go ahead. I was gonna say, moral of the story is that when you give advice in a sales conversation right off the bat, it's actually belittling. It doesn't feel good and it actually makes you look like a beginner. But the experts are the ones that actually start to ask questions. And this is where I think people might go, that's a flipped script because usually you would think the expert, oh yeah, they're the ones that'll just tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, I'm going to the expert because I just need a straight answer. Yeah, I need a straight answer. But truly the best way you can build a great relationship with a client and come off as an expert is by asking those questions. Yeah, totally. It's the difference between being like a dictator versus being like, a guide, right? A dictator's like, yeah. do this, do it right now. Where a guide's like, hey, I think you're kind of aiming to do this. I would love to help you based mm. on my experience. So let's talk about it. Who are you going to want to go on any journey with? The guide, yeah. obviously, right? So here's three things in mm. order for you to become a trusted guide. So pretty easy. Number one, remember that you are a service provider. Okay. The guy this morning on the boat, when I was talking about the boat, he said, The first guy was like, I don't care if I'm a service provider. He's just like, I want your money. He was thinking very like selfishly about just taking my money. Mm -hmm. Remember, you're a service provider. The second person that I talked to that I ended up giving the boat to to give 
our business to them, he was very inclined of, I'm here to solve this person's problem. I'm here to service this person. That's He was thinking about me more than he was thinking about his own business, his own shop. And in turn, that ended up giving him the business, right? Yeah. So remember, you're a service provider. This is not just about you making money. This is about assessing their needs so you can give your client the best solution. Yeah. That's so important. And this is a this is a headspace, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't just like, oh, remember that. Okay, whatever. This is like, go into the conversation going, how do I serve them more than I... I guess, get served back. And, and what does it really yeah. look like when you get served back? Well, it's just them giving you the business, right? So it's like, how do I overextend value to them? How do I give them more value upfront than maybe they're giving me? And, and in turn, that's going to make them feel like they can trust me. And they can trust me because I'm a service provider. I'm the one to, that can help them solve this problem. You're going to win a lot more business if you do totally. it And the business will be better. Like the relationship is just better. Oh, yeah. I left that boat place Absolutely. this morning being like, I called your dad and I was like, hey, just dropped it off and they're awesome. He's like, what's their names? I was like, oh, Mark and shoot, what's the his name? Mark starts with an S. Scott. <laughs> no, it's not Scott. That was be hilarious. Those are, it's Christy's brothers. No, no, it was Mark and Josh. I was like, oh, Mark and Josh. And your dad's like, oh, that's awesome. It's always good when you get good guys working on the boat. Like right off the bat, yeah. next time, your dad literally said this, we should blow these guys up on social media. Like that's, that's <laughs> a classic that. headline, you know? But again, <laughs> Because they were service providers to us, they were servicing us. They haven't even fixed the boat yet, and we're already excited about the relationship. Yeah, already right? raving fans. Totally. Which is really cool. So that's number one. Number two is focus the conversation on their problem, the needs that come from their problem, and what the desired outcome is. So often people will come and they'll be like, hey, I'm getting married and I need a wedding photographer. Like, what kind of conversation is it is if, if someone comes to somebody and says that and immediately they just lift off their list off their three packages or go, oh, yeah, this is what you're going to need. This is what it is. That's it. You want it? No, you want to ask, hey, you know, what do you want for your wedding day? And that happens a lot more than we'd probably all like to admit. I know I've done that. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, oh, we need a video for this. I'm like, oh, great. It's the cool. fastest way to do it. Yeah, totally. Fastest way to do it, but it's not the best way to do it. So if you really want to focus on becoming an expert, try instead to focus the conversation around them, around the problems they're facing, the desires that they have, their needs that come from this problem for the reason that they're reaching out to you in the first place. If you can build that relationship and you can build the conversation centered around their problems and their needs and their desired outcomes, you're going to develop a much more solid relationship. Totally. Now, let's let's give some examples. How do you focus the conversation on their problems? Give them a wedding example. If somebody comes to you and says, yeah. hey, I'm getting married and mm. I need a photographer. How do you lead that conversation into focusing on the problems they have so you can really build that relationship? Yeah, I always love, I, I feel like at the beginning, I was probably more insecure. So I feel like I would be like, okay, well, like, let me just tell you everything I think that you should do or every information piece around what I do that maybe they'll want to hire me because of that. But I think as I moved towards like the middle of my wedding business and becoming more confident, I just started asking them a lot of questions, even if it was like questions that weren't even associated with them hiring me as a photographer, but like, oh, like, what are you most excited for about that? Or how'd you guys meet? Or what made you decide you want to get married in Monterey or whatever it is? Getting all of the backstory, getting all of those things really, really helps turn the conversation from becoming like a sales conversation into like more of a relational building conversation and that they would choose me because they want me to be there, not just because of the images I'm going to provide for them. People will work with people they know, like, and trust. Exactly. So So I'd say like having, going into a meeting with a client, have a list 
of solid questions that you want to ask that is going to help push you into this type of mindset rather than freaking out and trying to control the conversation in a different way. Totally. And then on the brand side, if I was going to go, hey, how do I take somebody saying, hey, we want to get photos or we want to get content for our brand right off the bat, if that's what they're saying, how do I spin that conversation or how do the both of us, because we both mm-hmm. do that, how do we spin that conversation into something about you know questions that are going to take us deeper? Well, it would be like, awesome. So why do you guys want content? Where is this content going to live? What's it going to do for yeah. you? What's your business model? How do you guys make money? The more I can understand how you make money, the more I can understand how we can structure this content to help you make more money, right? So that's always a great place with brands to start. If you are in a sales conversation, asking questions about how they make money. Now, this is a terrifying place to be for most creators. Most creators are like, I would never ask a brand that reaches out to me, how do they make money? And I'm always like, well, that's the only reason why they'd hire you is to yeah. help them make more money. Totally. So you can empathetically ask people that. You don't have to be like, how much money do you guys make? How do you do it? I want a piece of it. You can say, hey, obviously this campaign is going to somehow in- intentionally and hopefully grow your business. I would love to know how that's going to happen, what some of your goals are, so that I'm fully aware of how I'm going to be you know, a team member on this campaign. And, and therefore, I can curate whatever yeah. I'm going to be curating to the best of my abilities to really match what we're going for here. So tell me a little bit, how does your company make money? Like, tell me the little bit of the nitty gritty and then tell me how that relates to this project. That would be really helpful for me. Mm. They're going to look at you and go, man, this guy's good. Like that, that's a really impressive thing to be asked. We can't yeah. wait to answer that for you. That builds a lot of trust, right? Totally. So again, number one is remember that you're a service provider. Number two is focus the conversation on their problems rather than just telling them what they need diagnose them. And then number three is take the context that they talked about from number two and really make sure that you guide them towards the solution they need. Because some of you guys might be sitting here thinking, well, I don't want to let them talk too much because they don't know what they need. And you're right. A lot of the time, sometimes clients don't know exactly what they need. They know maybe their known need, but they don't know their unknown need, right? But Sometimes the client will tell you exactly what they need and you're like, oh, wow, that's not even what I was thinking, but that's perfect, right? And so you got to take the context of what they said. So either the context is, wow, so I knew you guys needed this. From that conversation, it sounds like you guys also need this, this, and this. Thanks for sharing that with me. That's really exciting. Let's go ahead and do that. Now you're getting more business because you allowed them to speak and they told you they actually need a bunch of other stuff rather than just like the one singular thing. That's scenario A. Scenario B is, you know what, guys? You guys said you need this. I actually think the problem goes a little bit deeper. And if you'd let me, let me tell you about it for a second. Here's what you guys have said is your known need. I think there's a little bit of an unknown need that might be causing that. And here's what we can do to solve that need. That's also an incredibly impressive thing to say to somebody. If it's spot on, you're going to get the business there. So if you let people talk, if you diagnose a problem, again, you want to be like a doctor. You don't ever want to walk in to a doctor's office with your arm all mangled and they say, well, what do you want to do? You're like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. You're the doctor. You want to have that perspective when your clients come to you. You want to be able to go, hey, let me diagnose you. Let me ask you some questions. How did you break your arm? Right? Did Mm -hmm. it hurt? Where does, Where it, does hurt? it hurt? Do you feel a numbing pain or do you feel like an aching pain, right? Mm-hmm. Doctors diagnose people. As a creative business owner, when you are doing sales, all you got to do is take on that same thing. Put the white jacket on. You're a doctor. Diagnose people. 
they will start talking. Your sales conversation will feel so much oh better. Oh my gosh. Way more relational. And again, it's going to lead to the unknown problem, not just the known problem, which means you're going to get a little bit deeper and get to the deeper problem, which will mean better solution for the company or for the company, the brand, the bride, whoever it's going to be. But it also means potentially they're going to talk about a bunch of other problems they have, as I just said, and that's going to get you more business. It's going to become a bigger deal. So Going over those three things one more time. Remember, you are a service provider. This is how to become a trusted guide. Remember, you are a service provider. Number two is focus the conversation on their problems, not yourself. And number three, take the context of everything they talk about when you're focusing on their problems so you can really, really provide a great solution for them. If you can do those three things, you're going to be a great trusted guide. You're going to look like an expert rather than a beginner. And that's going to be a great place to be for your business. And you're going to grow your business because of that. Totally. So I hope that this helps you guys move with more confidence into these types of conversations and just gives you some really fun ideas of questions you can ask while you're in these conversations to get you a better outcome and a better outcome for your client as well. So thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys as listeners. If you've got any questions about this, if you've got a follow-up question, a thought about this, please DM us at Creative Rise. Totally. on Instagram. We'd love to chat about it. And if you feel like this would help somebody else who's also in the creative industry, we love it when people share the podcast and we really, really appreciate that. So again, hop on that wait list, the six-week mastermind coming and starting on September 18th. So don't miss out on the wait list for that. And yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.